Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Uh, hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Wald and my guest today is Irving So. Irving is a WSET educator at the Academy Juvin in Tokyo. He's also a certified Italian wine expert, a Lange wines ambassador, and a Valpolicella wine specialist. So Irving, you were, you were born in Hong Kong. Uh, so how did you find yourself in, not just in Japan, but specifically in the wine industry in Japan? Okay, I think that's, that's going to be a long story, but I think there are two key events there. The first is uh, in the year 2000. That is the year where I, come to Japan. I came to Japan. There's a job opportunity and I applied for it and uh, the company accepted me. And that's how I came to Japan to work at that time. So uh, I've always been an actuary. Uh, by training. So I came to work as an actuary too in a life insurance company at that time. Uh, then the second event is how I got into the industry is uh, I think in the year two, 2011 when I quit my job as an actuary and I have opted to study for a wine MBA uh, degree uh, in the, uh, the now catch business school in uh, Bordeaux. And after finishing that uh, qualification, I entered into the industry as a wine educator. But I have the um, aim uh, to finally open my own school sometime, but uh, that has not been realized yet. And that's basically the two big events that's, that's answering your question, I think. There's quite a change there, wasn't it, in terms of going from a a sort of um, very empirical-led job, you know, lots of numbers and things like that, to something that's a little bit more esoteric in some ways, the wine. Um, did you have any doubts about making that switch? Um, not really. I think at the time I quit my job, which I, I really got bored, um, I think the, the <laughs> at that time, I think the best thing that I can do at that time is uh, is wine, and especially t wine teaching, because I, I think I'm quite good in teaching, and therefore I I started being an educator. Okay, so what is it about Italian wine that specifically drew your interest? And also, you know, why why did you want to specialize in the wines of uh, the Lange in Piemonte and uh, Valpolicella in the, the Veneto? Uh, Italian wine definitely is um, the most diverse wines uh, to me, well, in whole of the world, I think. Um, not just in terms of biodiversity, which itself is is a good thing. And to definitely because there are so many great varieties, there are so many different uh, aromas, flavors, and textures that is really, when you get hooked onto it, you definitely love it, uh, kind of, uh, yeah feeling to so that so your sort of love of of italy and that sort of love of the complexity of italy was what sort of drew you so you know you make an idea you would make an ideal teacher and funnily enough the next question is 
uh, your studies at the Vinitaly International Academy, or VIA, and you became one of only 15 people who hold the prestigious Italian wine expert title. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the, the process of studying for this level and how you, in particular, approached the blind tasting part of the final exam? Okay, I, I think this has not been easy for me. Um, I I got the wine ambassador in 2017, and I decided right at that time that I want to be an expert sometime. So I basically engaged myself in um, various different uh, Italian wine courses, as well as uh, attending uh, various tastings, especially trade tasting. And starting at that time, I basically drink Italian wine every day, not just drinking them, but I usually will open like two to three wines, at least two to three wines in a day to do comparative tasting of the varieties. And I think uh, just to, in order to get through the expert um, level tasting uh, portion, I think uh, definitely tasting a lot of wines is uh, is a must, basically. And I remember uh, there's a wine that came out uh, in the exam. I don't think it's it matters. I, I mentioned it. it's a Mazzamino. It's a variety that I'm I'm not very familiar with, but I, I had a fade. Um, uh, impression of 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 wine of, of the variety being a little bit green and with a, a little bit of rough tannins and I, I I remember I have no confidence in answering that wine but I I wrote it down on the piece of paper anyway and I, and I show Henry after that and he said okay it's a it's a good shot it's it's really the Mazzamino that that I've been thinking of so uh, it's uh, I think you got to to taste really any. Uh, all varieties, as many varieties as possible to get through the exam. So you've, you've not only taken the, the Vinitaly International Academy exam twice, so first of all you became an ambassador and then you became an expert, but you also hold the Italian Wine Scholar designation, which you achieve with highest honours and your WSET diploma and now you're teaching. So what what got you so hooked on on wine education? I I like to study myself and and I think I have a way of uh, absorbing something and being able to present them back in a very systematic way. And so I think I'm well a little bit gifted in as, as as an educator and uh that suits my personality as well so that's why um yeah that's why i picked this uh job you can say that so i mean i presume from what you're saying there is you what well, obviously you know you love the study but you love to impart your way of studying to others to i guess what you're saying is to make it easier for them uh, the students to remember things and absorb things and to do it in an interesting way rather than just a, um, a, a just a cramming sort of way is that is that is that what you're saying right and that that especially is good for Italian wine education because 
there are so many varieties, it's very hard to approach the subject and uh, being able to present it in a, an interesting and systematic way definitely will help uh, students understand uh, wine in general, especially uh, Italian wines. You also teach currently uh, courses for the Académie du Vin in Tokyo. So when teaching about Italian wine in Japan, what are the main challenges you face? Uh, the main challenges for Italian wine definitely is uh, the sheer number of varieties. People know French wines very well because there are so few varieties. They can just learn Cabernet, Merlot, uh, and they know uh, and Pinot Noir, and they know about a lot of the wines in France, but uh, not Italian wines. And that is one part. Is a very there are many varieties, and the second part is in a lot of the education program. In Japan, uh, there's only a very small portion dedicated to um, to Italian wines. Even for WSET uh, level three, the level which I'm teaching, there's only two, th two, three chapters, maybe like ten pages dedicated to Italian wines. The whole of Itali Italy, while there's like like ten chapters or more for French wines. I mean, it's it's completely. It's the, the weight of Italian wine and wine causes are usually really only a tiny portion. And that's the difficulty. And getting, getting people to, to know that Italian wines really are very interesting and it's very diverse is, is really a challenge uh, when teaching Italian wines. So I guess the next question is... Um Obviously, if you're saying that Italian wine is, is either ignored or little understood, what is the market like for Italian wine in Japan at the moment? And where do you see that going or hoping it's going to go? Uh, Italian wine is, is really drunk a lot in Japan. I, I don't have numbers with me, but we have so many Italian restaurants. I think uh, if you classify restaurants by type or by country, definitely Italian restaurants I think has the, the highest number of restaurants in, in Japan. And that's where most of the Italian wines are consumed, firstly. And secondly, Italian wines uh, occupy a very good slot in the retail market as well, um, because uh, they're all very decent, very, very good quality wines at uh, is and they are usually cheaper than their counterpart, uh, the same quality. Uh, French wine, say, and therefore uh, people don't know them very well, but they will buy them anyway because Italian wines, most of the Italian wines in the retail market now, they are uh, very decent uh, at least, and there are, of course, many good quality wines as well. So, yeah, uh, but of course, it's, Japan is very unique. Uh, we we. We don't have uh, the, the trend of the, the Prosecco trend. We don't drink. People in general uh, don't like Prosecco very much uh, because the Japanese palate is a bit towards more savory wines than wines with sweetness. So it's quite unique, but uh, but because of the diversity of Italian wines, it's, it's really, uh, I think it's a big market. Uh, here in 
in Japan, especially in Tokyo. Okay, so what about um, um, some favorite pairings of Italian wines with Japanese cuisine? I mean, what, what I mean, what are some of your personal um, favorites, and what are some of the trends that you've seen in the market right now, and in, in the way that Japanese are drinking these wines? My, well, I'll start with my personal favorite. Um, I drink more, much more Italian white wines than red wines because I think Japanese food goes very well with Italian white wines because of the acidity and the savouriness, not too uh, fruity and not too oaky. Uh, I remember I brought uh, just one bottle of wine uh, to a sushi restaurant, uh, and it's a Fiano uh, di Avellino. And it really, it, it can run from the first uh, dish up to the last dish. Uh, the last dish is usually uh, fatty uni or sea urchin. Even for those uh, more uh, heavy flavors, uh, a fiano, the Avellino pairs very well. Yeah, but in, in other situations or in, in, in Italian restaurants, they usually will carry more red wines instead of white wines. But that, that is okay because they are Italian restaurants. So uh, people in general know more about Italian red wines. And so they might be trying to pair Italian red wines uh, with Japanese food. It's, it's still okay. I mean, if you, if you pair, uh, uh, say, beef, Japanese beef, you definitely need, uh, say, a Nappiolo or, or, or a Chianti Classical to pair with it, or even a Brunello. Uh, but most of the time, I think for on the elegant side, Japanese food are, are quite delicate in flavor. Uh, to me, it's, it's better to pair with, with uh, white wines and usually Fiano, Vedicchio, Pecorino's, Grey Cote uh they, they will pair with really anything, any Japanese food. It's interesting you talk about Prosecco and the sparkling wine not being a real favorite with Japanese. What about... Um... For for example, what about uh, Lambrusco? Do you think that has a, has any has any future in the in the Japanese market as a food wine? I drink a lot of Lambrusco myself, but it's uh, I don't think it is really popular in Japan. Uh, could it be? Could it be? Um, well, I find it very easy to pair with fatty foods, not not too fatty, but say like sausages. They pair so well, and but that type of uh, red sparkling is still really not uh, popular in this market. Okay, so we'll put that we'll put that one on hold. Okay, so um, a lot of people may not be aware that Japan has a growing wine scene and is producing wine from its own native grape varieties. Um, have you tried any of these wines? I'm sure you have. And if you could just tell us a little bit about them, it'd be great. Okay, I think the representative uh, Japanese variety is uh, Koshu. Uh, um, maybe not many people know that variety. It is not a hundred percent Vitis vinifera. It is about seventy to seventy-five percent Vitis vinifera. Uh, the rest being other uh, species, but it produces uh, very elegant wines uh, with floral characteristics, uh, high in acidity and uh, low in alcohol. It's a variety that doesn't is is not easy 
it cannot accumulate alcohol easily. So it's it's really a great variety, very suitable for global warming, and uh, its uh, its flavors are, are very delicate uh, with citrus green fruit characteristics, and of course the floral character. And because Japanese food is 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 also very delicate uh, in nature, uh, they really pairs very well. So Koshi is a white grape variety, I, I forgot to say that, but it really pairs very well with Japanese food. Yeah, it's a delicious, I've, I've only been to Japan once and it's the flagship grape and it's, <clears throat> it's delicious, refreshing, reviving, uh, slightly salty, yeah. um, very, very versatile and, um, you know, when it is a little bit humid there and you have a glass of that, you it doesn't knock you over. Um, very, very nice. Okay, so um, on to a more serious uh, theme. Obviously, the coronavirus is still very much in charge of what we're able to do and where we're able to travel to. Um, so when things calm down, and hopefully they will calm down, which Italian region will be your first destination? I think I most miss uh, is Etna. The reason for that is being it was last year, I think, when when Stevie uh, organized that tour to uh, Etna. And I, I think the timing was that uh, it's very near to the expert exam. And I wanted to go so much, but I, I, I don't think, I, well, I didn't think I can go uh, because of the studies. And therefore I missed, uh, I missed Etna. I, I, I didn't join that uh, tour. And so I, I really wanted to go uh back to well not go back to go to Atna to uh, myself to uh, to look at the uh, region and 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 taste the wines and talk to the producers there so we'll make sure for this podcast we'll delete everything apart from this last bit and play it to Stevie Kim 50 times <laughs> we're going to start a campaign today online uh, to get you um, to to Atna anyway um, so the Italian language has many uh, what are they? What are called modo di dire or idioms? Is there a Japanese saying or idiom that you particularly like that you could share with us? Uh, yes, uh, it's 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 a simple one, and I learned that after I came to Japan. I, I know Japanese before I came to Japan, uh, but I didn't know that expression or or yeah, little expression. Uh, in Japanese, it's called kūki o yomu. So translated literally as uh, reading the air. So this is the literal tr- translation. And the real meaning of it is uh, reading or, or sensitive to the situation. So an adult is expected to to read the air in a certain situation so as to act or, or respond uh, appropriately. And this reflects uh, Japanese culture so much. This phrase reflects uh, the Japanese preference for harmony, that when you're in with a group, you should always read the air so as to act appropriately so that the group will be in harmony. And it's really a a reflection of the Japanese culture. It's such a good phrase uh, showing uh, the characteristics of Japanese culture. Yeah, it's a lovely, uh, a lovely thought to uh, finish on. I mean, especially um, the reading the air idea is very important. As uh, you know, the responsibility that you 
have and the love that you have for the educational work that you do is being able to read the classroom and, and make sure everybody's on board and, and happy and um, learning what they're supposed to learn and not feeling left behind. So um, a very nice uh, of ending. Uh, I wish we could talk for longer. Um, Irving, it's been so nice to talk to, 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 talk to you and, and hear your story. And um, just thank you for your invitation. Oh, it's been our pleasure, honestly. You're a great speaker. Every word that you that you say is uh, has a sort of a meaning, and also you're a very clear communicator. So, if anybody thinking about getting educated about Italian wine, Irving So is going to be <laughs> yes, uh, a super super teacher for you. Okay, thanks very much, and uh, thank you, thank you so much, Irving. Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.